Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to my Good Nanny Radio, MGN Radio, the best show on Blog Talk Radio for family information and entertainment. Thanks for tuning in. about today's show because um, if you follow us on Facebook, and thank you so much to all our fans that follow My Good Nanny on Facebook and Twitter, you know that we're going to be speaking with two dynamic ladies, the CEOs, the mompreneurs of Hold Your Haunches. And um, if you go to our Facebook page, you'll see their picture, as well as our Dare to Aspire page, you'll see their picture. Um, And I'm going to give them their fabulous MGN introduction, but today is Wednesday, it's 9 p.m. Eastern, it's May 13th, and I hope everybody had a fabulous, amazing Mother's Day. Um, There's a saying that the work of a mom is never done, but it's a job that we will never, ever give up. So thank you to everybody out there. Thank you to everybody who's on the phone lines. If our esteemed guests could press 1 on the phone line, that way we'll know it's them and we'll be able to connect them to the show. So, um, again, I just wanted to mention that um, we really, really appreciate everybody that tunes in um, last week's guest and then this week's um last week's guest was um the positive mom and we had a lot of um people that listened to that show about how she homeschools and just her whole you know journey from being homeless to being one of the key latina influencers um and so without further ado like i always tell everybody get a pen and a piece of paper cuz i know we're going to learn a lot from these two moms I'll tell you a quick story I watch Shark Tank As everybody knows Every year You know last year We had the CEO Freshly picked As a speaker um, The first year We ever did it um, We had We used um, Shark Tank winners And alums So I was watching Shark Tank And I saw these two women From the south And I was blown away And I was like Oh my god They're in Macon, Georgia I said I have to reach out to them And get them on the show And it just so happened that they were really, really so humble about everything. So let me give their fabulous MGN introduction. So Aaron Bickley and Jenny Greer are the brains behind the behind the behind enhancing body shapers we lovingly call Hold Your Haunches Shapewear. They're two busy moms juggling everyday responsibilities like cooking, dinner, driving kids, 
six, by the way, around town, and they're running a high-end shapewear business, all while looking fabulous. The truth is they invented Hold Your Haunt Shapewear, but they both struggled and with feeling unhappy with their bodies, especially their backsides. And that was when they determined or they decided that they will create this amazing company, and we're going to hear all about their journey. These two moms, again, they were on Shark Tank, and if you go to their website, holdyourhaunches.com, you'll click and watch the video. Lori, um, my, a lot of y'all listen to Shark Tank and watch Shark Tank, but Lori gave them a deal, and I guess, as they say, the rest is history. So let me connect them now so we can get started to the show. Welcome, Jenny and Aaron, to the show. And it's connecting, so give it a second. Technology. So while that's going round and round, it's slow. Um, yeah, so on Shark Tank, we I tuned in and, you know, saw these two moms. They talked about their their whole, um, you know, products and lines, and it was really, really simply amazing. So, Jenny and Aaron, are you on? We're here. How are you? Yay! Welcome to MGM Radio. We're thrilled to be here. Thanks for having us. Oh, no, thank you. I know you're busy, busy mom. So why don't we get started? Um, I kind of mentioned about how I saw both of you on Shark Tank, but kind of tell the world, like, how did Hold Your Haunches kind of come into fruition? <laughs> well, I mean, you, you already said, Jenny and I, bottom line, bottom line, were, we loved the whole legging look. We both were embracers of shapewear, and she had worn it for years. And I guess we we both decided that the legging look and the boot cut legging look, the yoga pant look, we loved how modern it was and how high fashion it was, but we did not love that look on our body. And so you didn't love the look on your bodies. And it sounds so simple. A lot of our listeners are moms, and they want to start a business. And it sounds simple, but I'm sure there was a whole lot of work that both of you did to begin and actually get the product. So can you kind of talk us through that journey? Once you decided that you didn't like it, like what did you do to kind of get Hold Your Haunches launched? Well, um We've said this a thousand times that um, we're not so sure that we really meant to start an actual business. <laughs> sort of ignorance was bliss. We just want we wanted the product and we could not find it anywhere. If it and believe me, we searched. If we could have found it on any website, we would have clicked buy and bought everything that they had, and that have been the end of that. But we couldn't find a pant, a fashion pant that had a liner from waist to below your ankle that covered the whole shebang. We couldn't find it. You you either had to buy an undergarment and then an outer garment. We couldn't find it all built in one. So we just started 
brainstorming and, and figuring out what it was we wanted, and it just kind of evolved from there. And we went and, and figured out a prototype, and that took about a year. And then we got so deep into it, we're like, well, it's not out there. Let's get a patent attorney and see, is it really not out there? Because we couldn't find it, but, um, you know, we're not... <laughs> Einstein's with the law, so the attorney's <laughs> like, no, this is not there. So we filed for two patents, and, and then it just sort of, the ball was rolling. Yeah. Wow, the ball was rolling. We just knew that, we just knew that shapewear was a billion-dollar business and that fashion is obviously a gazillion-dollar business and how no one had thought to marry the two products together as one was just it just baffled us and so we just jumped right in and did it ourselves. We also sort of know, knew that uh at least southern women, vanity is sort of recession proof. If you find something that works and you look better, you'll figure out how to buy it. You'll pay for it. Yep. Yes, definitely, definitely. And I know our listeners are probably saying, you know, let me take a step back. Both of you moms, can you kinda Tell us, like, your background. Did you, you know, major in anything? Did you, like, what's your background? We both went to the University of Georgia, and Jenny was a child and family development major, and I was an English major. We did not take business classes. We avoided all math classes, had no (laughs) textile or fashion background with the exception of enjoying wearing fashion, and we almost felt as if that gave us a better finger on the pulse because we knew what women like us wanted. And we and we were not that unusual. And so sometimes it's just a matter of not using any kind of major educational background as far as school goes, but using your life education and your peers and what you experience from the people you're around and what they're looking for and what their worries are, and what they'd like to say. And just going with your gut. I mean, we literally went with our gut and our big butt. <laughs> butt and our gut. I love it. I love it. And I like the fact that... Go ahead. Well, no, I mean, that's just all there was. So you don't want to overthink things. If you see a need that... that sh- you see a need that has not been filled and you have the capacity and ability to do it, there is no reason not to try. I love that. You heard that here on Dare to Aspire, MGN, no reason not to try. But I know a lot of moms are probably like, oh, my God, I would love to try, but I have bills, I have, I need funding, I need this, I need that. What's your advice? Or can you talk about your journey like to go from idea to prototype, like how much did you spend? Did you need to get funding um, initially? Can you kind of share that? Well, it was hard to get funding initially because uh, we were both married and our husbands, you know, just sort of thought this was, um, you know, a kick we were on and we weren't really serious. And at that point, we didn't know how serious we were, but we knew – that we were on to something and wanted to pursue it, and we went to several banks, and they all turned us down. Um, And that's another good point. We had no idea. I mean, we want your listeners to know. I mean, we thought just because our idea was so genius and that 
women we tried on, tried our prototype on, loved it so much. It did not occur to us that bankers, and there were lots of them, would stare at us with their eyes blazing over, like, are two housewives walking into here with a fashion product idea and want us to give us money, give them money? I mean, really? <laughs> <laughs> but we kept going. We kept going and eventually secured a line of credit. And um, and it wasn't a big one. It wasn't a big one. A lot of, of, of the initial startup came out of our pocket just because it had to, and we did it kind of on our own. Just, just like we love to quote Barbara Corcoran when she says, you don't have to get it right, just get it going. And we oh, I love that. Over and over and over. And we, yeah, I mean, we, everybody was like, what's your business plan? We're like, we're not wasting money on a business plan. Our business plan is to create it and sell it. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we're tweet we're gonna be tweeting live at Dare to Inspire. I love this. I love this. I love this. So a lot of people, if you heard, you know, if you're listening or tuning in, we are chatting with the CEOs, mompreneurs, CEOs of Hold Your Haunches. Um, and they produce or create shapewear for women to make you look fabulous. I love the fact that you said you quoted Barbara um Cochran from um Shark Tank, and she said, you don't have to get it right, get it going. And I think that's, I want to kind of touch on that because you went to, or y'all went to a couple of banks, they said no, your husbands maybe thought, okay, this is, you know, our wives are just talking or whatever, and then you actually, you know, took some of your money and then you went ahead and got it started. And I love that. Well, how long was that process from beginning to end? Is it like a year, two years? There was over a year. It was about a year. Starting doing the prototypes, which we came out of pocket, which was a lot of money to us. How much? Do you mind sharing uh, how much? Um, I would say we probably spent about 10000 10, between creating prototypes and patterns and filing for patent protection. That was a big wow. deal. And that was a whole lot, but it was also divided between two people, which makes things a little less painful. But also, when you get in that deep, then you better sell. You're invested in it. You've got to do it. And um, you'll and and we live in Macon, Georgia. We're in the middle of the state, not in some hotbed of media or fashion or fashion or, and so we. Knew we had to get we like our listeners had bills to pay, children to raise, you know, pets to feed, cars to put gas in, and so once we were in it, we figured out every possible way that we could market ourselves and market our product to get recognition for free. And that's where social media is so valuable these days. It's it's free, and we ran into a lot of. Um, and not knocking men, but it was all pretty much, it's a male-dominated banker society and the people here. The men just didn't get it and don't get it. And we have, um, every woman we've come in contact with, and we pretty much everyone that works with us is a woman. But Woo-hoo. From accountant to, well, our lawyer is a man, but he is my brother-in-law. So we have to <laughs> Uh, but the women get it, and the, and the, we're all about girl power and women supporting each other. And you get 
enough women together, you can make it happen. I agree. I agree. You get enough. And I like that you're being so honest and, you know, you're telling people, yeah, they saw you on TV and da-da-da, but it wasn't easy. It was a lot of hard work. Mm-hmm. A lot of hard We're going to go to the phone and line. And Yes, yes, and we're oh, we have so many more questions. Everybody, I hope you're listening. Thank you for joining us on the phone line or listening live as we're chatting with the CEOs of Hold Your Haunches, Aaron Beckley and Jenny Greer. Okay, let me go to the phone lines right quick. We have so many questions. Um, eight six four, you're live. Hello? Uh, hello, and your story is so inspirational. I want to know how, what is the process of getting on Shark Tank? Because it seems as if this is uh, a very important, this has been a very important show uh, to you. And also yeah. the process of getting a pattern. Um, your sister, you have a sister relationship which is very unique. And you seem to get along very well. What is the history of your relationship? So, really, there are three questions to this. Okay, All right. well, Thank you. we'll start with number three. Was we um, both went to the University of Georgia, but we didn't we didn't know each other then because of an age difference. We are older. Jenny Nash and you. We um, mar- we both married. Uh, boys from Macon, Georgia that were best friends, so they kind of, um, they married us, and then Erin and I married each other. <laughs> <laughs> and then number two was, um, well, that goes into the sister relationship, yes. If we think back now, of course, you know, five years ago, we didn't know that five years from now this is where we'd be, but we highly tell people, if you're going to go into business with a friend, Make sure you love them like a sister because you're going to spend more time with them than you do your your family. And also because you can talk to them like they're your sister. Yeah. I mean, we have had, I think it's very interesting to other women how unique it's been, but it really shouldn't be. As long as you have a friendship that is completely honest and that you don't get on each other's nerves, and when you do, you can say it. It makes all the difference in the world, and I mean, we've never, we've never argued, and if we have, wow. we never. Have, I mean, in other words, our vision is the same, but there's going to be a day that somebody's having a better day than the next, a better day than the other one, and so by some miracle, and we think it's a God wink for sure, that when one person, we really rarely get down. But if one person does, by some miracle, the other we've never been down at the same time. The other person will, can lift you up. Lift the other person up. And that's why I think it's great to have, or we think it's great to, to be in it together because you just don't feel so alone. It's just not all on your shoulders. And you can all, you know that there's somebody there to, to lift you up if you need it. It's, that's been, it's, it's a great it's, security blanket. And really, it's been a miracle for our friendship. I mean, we had a wonderful friendship, and it was a sister-like friendship before the business. And it's even more so now. It's been an incredible experience, and we wouldn't trade it for any time. 
I love it. That is great, and thanks, caller. Wow, and I know a lot of women um, are listening, and I'm glad that you said that women can work together because you see, and sometimes people say, oh, my God, they work together, they're not fighting, they're this, they're that, and I love the way you say that. Um, I'm surprised or um, impressed that you've never had an argument. That's impressive. Well, we'll have little little tips, but no, nothing major where we storm. I think you it goes back to the sister relationship. Yeah. You can talk to your sister, and yeah. you can you can back, and nobody nobody gets <laughs> their feet on her. They just like oh, it's just you having that moment. It's yeah. never any kind of hurt feelings or grudge yeah. holding or backbiting. It's just a I just barked at you, and you just laughed at me, and now we moved on. <laughs> that sort of thing. And I think we both want the best for one another, so we don't want that. There's no uh, petty, competitive insecurity. I mean, if we get frustrated with one another, it worries us to death because we then we worry what I worry what she's thinking, she worries what I'm thinking. I mean, it's just looking out for each other. Love it, love it, and great advice for other women CEOs um, or aspiring CEOs. We are chatting with the um, founders and um, of Hold Your Haunches, Erin Bickley and Jenny Greer, and we were just chatting about their two women who have been working together and really growing a successful business. Um, another question, and I had this as well, but the caller had mentioned it, Shark Tank. Everybody wants to get on Shark Tank. Every, you know, it's the biggest thing, and it's, you know, can you kind of share how you got on Shark Tank? What did you do to prepare for Shark Tank? And any tips you have for some women or men, you know, listeners that might want to also try and use that avenue for their business? Well, I think the first thing we would say, the way we got on Shark Tank, was to say that we applied and never heard Yeah, we applied just through the ABC website and never heard anything. And... What we did was started networking and following all the producers. I mean, we searched and searched and followed and all the producers and people that worked on the show on social media. And then we reached out to folks that had been on that and asked them questions. And really what happened was maybe we just drove somebody crazy. We don't know. But a former Shark Tank person sent our information to a producer, and the producer actually reached out to us. And then from wow. there, a year-long um, preparation. preparation and um, paperwork and videos and interviews, and and then you're put on hold. You may or may not, you, don't, you make it all the way to filming and get cut. You just... You don't, you never know that you're going to be on it until you see yourself on it. Interesting, very interesting. And you mentioned paperwork. Like, did they want to know your financials um, yeah. to make you know what did they need from you in terms of paperwork? Well, they do. They do a thorough background check on each on the per, both of us or whoever's doing the business. They do a thorough background check on the business. They, and now it's even, you know, we were season five, I think, what are they, in six, going on seven. So it's getting more competitive every year. So it, they, they're they only getting legitimate, you know, businesses that are used to in season one and two, you could, like, have an idea. Not so yeah. much now. 
you have to have you have sales and actually be proven model. a proven model. So they have to, you have to actually be a business, and so they do all the research on that. But ultimately, the producers are casting, looking for good TV. They want high energy or interesting stories and um, different products. Different products, and, and that's that, as far as the paperwork went. There was, you know, we're kind of bound by contract to be careful what we do and don't give away, but it's no secret at all. They, ABC does a tremendous amount of background checking on you, and like you asked about your financials, I and mean, you send mountains of paperwork because it's their responsibility as to what they're presenting to the public and who they're putting in front of the shark. Because that part really is what you see on TV. They edit it down to however many minutes, but you go when you go walk down that. Hallways, stand in front of the sharks. That's it. There's no, you don't. There's no. If you make a mistake, they keep going. They don't stop. They don't redo anything. It's all shot in one take. And we, the sharks have no idea who you are. They just know what your name is. They don't have any idea which product is. But we, Aaron wrote a good uh, three or four blog posts on our website about our experience with Shark Tank that we put a lot of information in. It's on the site. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yes, we'll tweet that out, too, the link to the blog post. Um, the blog that, uh, that's a question. Say it again. I think there's are there three or four. Uh, it's, it's several, but it just was about our shark. Like part one, experience. part yeah. If you guys could oh, I love that. Yeah, we will tweet that out because a lot of people I know try to get on. And the funny thing is our first conference we had um, Dominique Marclain Bartique <laughs> And she, you know, won a deal, um, I think, with Damon. Oh, awesome, awesome. And she was very candid at the conference and on the radio show about, you know, what happened and everything like that. So it was very interesting as well. Yep, very interesting. We are live with the founders of Hold Your Haunches. Now, another thing, so we talked about Shark Tank, and we talked about you starting your business, working with, you know, your best friend, your mom of, is it six kids, combined six kids total? Yes. Yes. Wow. Wow. And so a lot of moms are like, how do you find time with six kids, get on Shark Tank, get everything, run a business, like, what are some of, I guess, your lessons learned that you can share with other moms um, that are thinking about starting a business? I think that our first adjustment before we were on Shark Tank, when we, it was, as I call it, kind of a family-friendly business. I mean, we could come and go as we please and, again, Quit the day at the end of the day to go and pick up carpool and do homework and go to football games because of the joy of technology because you can get everybody to bed and then work on your business at night online. But it was definitely a tremendous challenge. We we honestly went from a family-friendly schedule around your family business until the moment our name was uttered on television, it went full-time job. It was really amazing. We had to rent, we rented an office space and we took over our own shipping, and so it has turned into a, a full-time job. 
And with that being said, we still take the laptop home at night and stay up in the middle of the night answering emails and doing social media or, yeah, or, researching. or just your brain won't quit thinking. And a mom, but moms are used to that. Moms are used to multitasking. We say our pants multitasking, but we, um, <laughs> you're used to doing three things at one time. You don't cut it off. You wake up at 2 That's in the morning right. and open the laptop and, and start doing and so when we first started, we had to adjust to the fact that we might not make if we needed to go to a um, like to the America's Mart in Atlanta when we first started in 2012 um, selling to stores. We had to, that was a big adjustment to figure out. Oh my gosh, we've been with our families all the time, and now we're about to leave them for five days to work this mart. Who's going to pick up carpool? Who's going to pick up carpool? Who's going to pick supper? Who's going to make sure the school uniforms are washed? I mean, it was just a lot. But as women do, we figure things out. That and is true. We did, and there's no question any other woman can. And I you know, that. men are different. Men do not multitask. Yeah. <laughs> they just don't. And this morning, I'll tell a story on my own husband. This morning, he was on hold figuring out about something we have to do in June on the telephone, on his cell phone, and I asked him to walk in the den to grab my pocket bag because there was an electrician out there. He looked at me like I had lost my blooming mind because he was sitting on the phone on hold. I was like, I mean, yes. Really? <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? I the dishwasher. Made, uh, figured out a carpool, had the dinner planned, sat on hold, and picked up somebody's pocketbook, and bought a lot of laundry. I mean, women just are multitaskers, and that's why we love having women as our customers. They get it. They get it. And, and you, you know, I've had several of those instances with my husband. It's like, you know, do this. Do, it's like they just, I guess they just think, I don't want to say one-track minds, but because um, I don't want to offend anybody, but it's it's just I, women can multitask. And we think of so many, several things here and there, and I think that's how just God blessed us that way. Um, so now you talk about customers, and you mentioned it briefly, but could you just tell or tell us, like, what is your ideal or target customer? Describe that person. Well, we say that our youngest customers are in their teens, if they want to be, college girls that gained the freshman 15. That age through, I think our oldest is probably 82, and she wears hers to church every Sunday. <laughs> Just a woman. <laughs> We say from all ages and all stages. It's just a fashion staple. There isn't anything that a pair, I mean, we have other colors now, but there is not anything that a pair of black pants or black leggings wants to have. You can buy a pair of black leggings or pants or capris, and then you can buy 40 tops. And no one will ever know you're wearing the same thing twice. Just the way you can style it. Just the way you can style it. Fashion tip, love it. Fashion staple. Fashion staple, and it's true, and it's very, very true. Now, in terms of um, your business, hold your haunches, and please um, go to the website and, and check the blog out and everything. But in terms of just your overall business, what are some of the key challenges that you have faced um, 
as you're building this business and being recognized on Shark Tank, what what are some other key challenges that you faced? Well, I would, I would think the challenges you um, say in um, just building a brand is a challenge. And Shark Tank is wonderful and it's been a huge blessing, but we can't just rest on that. We've got to keep going and building and we've got new, we've got um, some layering tops that are in tank and long sleeve called On Top by HYH. We're just coming out with more staple items to style with the pants that you can, every woman can invest in and, and they'll never go out of style. It's just something, it's just staple items that you have forever, like your little black dress. Very Audrey Hepburnish. <laughs> right. Uh, and so, yeah. and that's what we learned. I think a tremendous challenge is figuring out. You know, your customers are in your ear all the time about what they want. So what you have to, what we have had to do as a brand and as business partners is weed through and say, what do we really feel comfortable putting the money into? Because, I mean, what really will transcend? What do our customers want and what do the majority of customers of our customers want? And where does it fit? And how does it fit with us? And frankly, can we be passionate about it? Because we, if we don't love something, we're not going to sell it. And we don't want to be a trend. We want this. We want this. And that's sort of a, um, uh, uh, what's the, what do you call a bad thing? Not a bad thing, but a, <laughs> a negative. A negative about holes and haunches is they are so well made and they do last so long that. They don't wear out, so like we've had, I've had a prototype for five years. So when people buy their first pair five years ago, they really don't need to buy anything. <laughs> they don't tear up. We kind of wish they tore up, so we have to, have to buy more. But they do. Uh, it's just amazing. We have customers tell us all the time, okay, we were hesitant to spend the money, and then now we've had, had our leggings for three years. We wear them three times a week. We wash them up every time. We hang them to dry, and they look brand new. We're like, I know. But that's what, you know, we stand behind the product. And we stand behind, once again, we created what we wanted. And that and I love that. That is so um, true because, you know, the leggings, and I've seen and, you know, worn a pair, and the leggings are made from very sturdy material. And I've had some other girlfriends say, oh, my God, I can't live without these. I wear them. So that is amazing, and, and it's a good challenge to have that, you know, your products mm-hmm. are lasting a long time. Um, we had a question in the chat room from Scent153. They said, um, and when we talked about the Shark Tank and how you got on and the paper work, what was, can you kind of quantify what was the huge impact, like from Shark Tech, did your social media page go up from 50 to, you know, 10,000, did you get orders, um, like could you kind of talk about like some key things that really happened after Shark Tank, immediately after uh, that you see? Well, yeah. so we aired on a, okay, so when our episode aired, it was on a Thursday night, which um, usually Shark Tank's on a Friday night. So they put us on that Thursday night because some other show got canceled. So, And you don't find out you're going to air until two weeks ahead of time. We um, had been, you know, this was, had been a year process. So we were, uh, there's several, 
do we have enough inventory? Do we don't want to overorder because what if we don't air? I mean, it, there's a lot of doubt going into it. It's a big gamble. So we, so by the time you find out you're going to air, it's too late to order any more stuff. So we uh, had talked to Lori, and she said, you've got plenty. We ha- we had the inventory that we could afford to have and that we were advised to have. When we aired on that Thursday night, which was also a gamble because they didn't know what kind of ratings they would get on Thursday night because it's the first time they put it on Thursday night. Um, by Sunday, we were sold out of everything. Oh, wow. Wow. That is amazing. Yeah. we It, it was incredible. We, I mean, we can't ride the Shark Tank hotels forever, but there is no... <laughs> Getting around the fact that it was a game changer for our business. It just was. We, I mean, we told our producers, which you have to understand also, you're out in Hollywood and everybody's young and hot. And I mean, they don't understand 40-ish plus women out there talking about their body image. Yeah, we don't have a bunch of surgeries and carrying on, and we just, we told our producers, we had two producers who were men who were so good to us and believed in us and believed in the kind of TV that we would make, but we think we were kind of a hard sell to the powers that they, because I think they, this is just us, this is just, nothing was confirmed, but they're like middle-aged southern women talking about a shapewear pant. How how exciting can this be? And we just begged and begged and said, just please trust us. I mean, if women hear about this product, they will buy this product. Um, oh, Barbara Corcoran. Okay, so that's an interesting thing. We are the only company to date to have done a deal with both Barbara and Lori. And Barbara told us after the show that she received more emails on our partnership than she has on any other partnership in the history of Shark Tank. Oh, wow. There was a whole big thing behind two women going into business with two other women. And it made a difference. Yeah, wow, wow. And working with them, can you, like, um, I know you, you. somebody mentioned they don't want to ride the coattails, but Shark Tank is a go- coattail to ride until, you know. But can, working with both these two women, what is there anything that y'all have kind of learned from that um, that you could share? Well, we can share that Barbara likes to tell people that she gives her entrepreneurs advice, and very rarely do they listen, and they're usually right. Um, I think that what it boils down to is both of them have been tremendously supportive but have really let us trust our instincts and let us run our business. And if they, if we have questions, we ask them, and they answer them. But generally, they're just there for support. Like our pants. Right, just like the product. (laughs) (laughs) 
just like the products. Wow, I like it, I like it. And do y'all still communicate with them? Like, or even because one of the things that some of our Shark Tank um, um, speakers in the past have said is sometimes yeah. after the show it dies down and da da da. Has that been the case, or can you pick up the phone today and say, "Hey, Lori, I have an idea for a bra um, shaper or something," and does she still? Do you still connect with them? I think that, well, both of them would be readily available as needed. Yes, we do connect with them. Lori, obviously her angle is QVC, and we understand that. That's her business. And so we're not ready to to do that yet. And so she is available anytime we need her. Um, and I'm sure when we... If, if we're ever ready to go to QVC and QVC is ready for us, she will be 100% behind it. Uh, Barbara is more about building brands, and her team is very much in communication with us as far as advice and support as far as the brand building goes. But, no, we have not had any negative experience. We if we need either of those women or their teams, they are there. And that has been a blessing. And, you know, they came to Georgia. We were given the Georgia Grown Award for a Georgia Grown business at the Georgia National Fair in Perry. And they both mm. flew to Atlanta and drove to Perry and were filmed for that and right here. In wow. Georgia yeah, I saw that. I, I saw that. I saw the update. I thought that was fair. I was like, oh, my God, they're in Perry. I thought that was really, really great, and I think that's awesome that they did that. I think that's awesome. And you actually answered one of the other questions in the chat room somebody had, um, and thank you for submitting the question. Somebody asked, why um, haven't y'all gone on QVC with the shape words? They think it will do great, but you actually kind of answered that for us. Um, and when you're ready, hopefully we'll see you on QVC. I think it'll sell out because you know. So well, many we just, women. we just, yeah, we just feel like because of our price point and because, like Jenny said earlier about the quality, QVC is a wonderful company. But we have to be. I mean, our price point is a little high, and we have to be careful not to dilute the quality of our brand by making it. I don't want to say cheaper, but make, we want it to last and hold up like it that for our original customers. And I think people think just because you've gone on Shark Tank that you just made it big. We're still a very small business, and even though Lori has got the power at QVC, she still has to adhere to QVC's rules. And their guidelines are hardcore. It's a huge gamble for a small business. So wow, I love it. Yeah. We are maybe chatting live. <laughs> yes, maybe one day. Don't we have to pay some bills, and we'll be back in less than one minute. Register now for the fifth annual Dare to Aspire Conference for Women and Mom Entrepreneurs. This two-day event is being held in Atlanta, Georgia, on Friday, June 12th, and Saturday, June 13th. Check out d2aspire.com. Early registration is on sale now. Limited quantities are available. Register now at d2aspire.com. I don't say this enough Thank you for being safe Nothing says
says, thanks, Mom, like an inspirational emblem, license plate, or pen from Anointed by Grace Designs. And there's no better time than during our Mother's Day sale. Save 20% on our entire emblem inventory and receive a free bookmark with any purchase. Visit anointedbygrace.com for details. Awesome. We're back. Thank you all for listening to MGM Radio. Um, we, As we chat with our guests, the CEOs of Hold Your Haunches, please visit their website at holdyourhaunches.com. I'm Jenny and Aaron, and we're so super excited. Like I always say, time flies. We have so many questions left. Um, so I want to get to some of the other questions that we have about manufacturing. Um, where do you market your product? Is it USA-made? A lot of our, our listeners always want to know that. Um, and how did you find your manufacturer of your product? Well, we initially were being made in the USA, and um, actually right here in Macon. And we loved our manufacturer here. But the cost to manufacture here, it was fine as far as if we were just selling it direct online, but in order to wholesale it, um to retailers for them to be able to sell, we we had to go, we had to go overseas, um, which was hard. But it's just a it's a hard cold fact. It just costs a whole lot to manufacture here, and we were able to make it overseas for. I mean, I hate to say it, but I'd say a fifth of the cost, so that then we were able to sell it to wholesalers where then they could sell it at a competitive retail price. Are you there? Maybe. Hi, and welcome to MGM Radio. I think we had a little technical difficulty um, so sorry about that, but we're back live. Um, and Jenny and Aaron, are you on? We're here. Yeah, we're here. Are you here? Yes, we can hear you fine. Great. So our question was about manufacturing. Like, where do you manufacture, and how do you find your manufacturers? Well, we initially started in in manufacturing right here in Macon. Uh, when we did our prototype and our initial first year when we were doing uh, retail only and home shows only. And then when we, when we made the jump to go into wholesale, like it, like a lot of companies, it's just too expensive here. So we did find a company that's owned uh, by a, a fella in San Francisco. He's a United States citizen. He owns a company and he brokers... Um, companies manufacturing um, in China. So we went to, all the products were made in Shanghai. But we have not, he does all the quality control. We have not had to worry about any of that. We have a wonderful relationship with them. We've loved everything that they've done. And It's uh, been remarkable, really. It's a a great uh, partnership. Wow, that's great. And you still have the quality checks and everything. Yes, uh, yes, I take care of all of that, and that's been wonderful, which goes back to being mompreneurs for all we're working. We really, we don't have weeks at a time to go traipse around looking for manufacturers. It, it's just been, 
it that has been a true blessing. Wow. That's amazing. So you manufacturing there, but you started out manufacturing in Macon, and due to cost, as most people know in business, due to cost, you got to keep your costs down when you're a small business. So you went to China, um, but you're working with a guy in San Francisco. How did how did you find him? Just researching on the internet, or no? It was it was another just network word of mouth, just friend of a friend, and and it just. That is the best advice we can give anybody wanting to start a business. Ask everyone you know who they know and what they know. You will be shocked. Someone who went to high school with someone when they lived in Chicago. Or even when you go to trade shows, and they cost a fortune. We've spent a ton of chunk of change on trade shows. And even if you don't break even at the trade show, you break even in contact. We've never left the trade show without very imperative contact. Yeah. Oh, and that's a tweet. Our trade show was America's Mart, which is where um, we were at the show in January, I guess. And a woman approached us who had worked for a huge company here in the U.S., very name-recognized company, and because the company had gone public, had restructured their sales staff, and she had been with them for 17 years, she approached us because she had bought the pants before, loved them, and wanted to come work for us. Oh, wow. And she does. She's now our vice president of sales. But she thought, even if you don't sell a ton, you make so many contacts and learn. It's, it's like going and getting a little MBA in a week. And I will say this uh, for all your listeners, any contacts you make, follow up, follow up, follow up. Get their business card. It pays off. And we've had a great oh, and fun thing about social media is when you go to Mark or in trade shows or any kind of shows and you make friends with all your neighbors, they're in booths. You collect business cards. You do giveaways. You uh, pick up each other's market through all your social media channels, and that's just a, a new way to pick up um, new followers and audience members that you never would know you. Yeah. Just co-marketing is key. The right is the fruit is right to be picked through making these contacts. I think these are such tweetable nuggets of advice, and I know we're going to hear more at Dare to Aspire Conference, but you're so right in terms of you just never know who knows who or, you know, connections and networks. That That is so important. That is really, really it's important. It's tremendous, and don't ever discount it. It's amazing. It really is. It's true, especially when you're a small business and you're building. Like, y'all were in Shark Tank, but then there's some people that I know in my circle who are like, oh, what's hold your haunches? I'm like, oh, my God, they're a fabulous company. They're from the South, and they live in the South, and they hadn't heard of it yet. And it's just word of mouth is just powerful. Wow. It's yeah. really powerful. It's powerful. We were in the uh, gift mart in January next to a girl that was from South Georgia that sold soap out of her kitchen. She'd never gone to a trade show before. She had the best personality. She stood next to us. She blew us out of the water. She sold more and more. And she goes, I just don't know how I can afford this. We said, just wait. In four days, you're going to have to make more content. She went on two days. <laughs> she got picked up by two catalogs. Yeah. Mine, and it's just by, you just got to put yourself out there. 
And I'll tell you another thing that's really important for your listeners to hear. If they do have a product that isn't ready to go on short hunt, because maybe they haven't had sales, a big thing you can do is every single talk show, if you go to their website, you can see what topics they're looking for and send a press release, which we always just, we don't even have created ones. We just you know, write them to fit whatever the talk show is looking for at that time. And you, that that's a big deal, too. They reach out to you, these daytime television shows and want to feature your product or feature your story. You just never know. And that can be something that can change a business overnight. And don't, just, don't get discouraged when you um, feel like you're spending more money than you're making because you got to yeah. spend it to make it. And, and whether you're spending money and making no money but making contact, that's money. That's true. That's true. And a lot of people, like, I like that, um, you know, the trade shows, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, how do I find out about, let's say I have a trade, I want to attend a trade show, like, how do you find out about what trade shows are available, like, um, how much does one on average cost, so if people want to, you know, save up and attend one, um, can you share that, like, how did you find out about your first well, trade show and what you spent? Well, we've mainly done um, the Atlanta America's Mart, and they have, um, they have a gift mart and apparel mart, and if you just... Google that. They, they're, uh, what are they, four times a year? Yeah, Twice? There's, there's lots of little women. Yeah. yeah lot of, you could just Google, just Google's your best friend. But they're all, they're, and we do the temporaries, and that's just the, we're still in the, it's a couple of thousand to do a little temporary booth, but it's always paid off in, if not sales, in contacts. To, uh, I mean, even if you could only, and, and we we did it one once our first year. I mean, we just now moved up to doing it twice, and we're five years old. So we're not we're not we're not on the trade show circuit or anything. <laughs> I haven't left Atlanta. We we hear about Vegas, New York, Chicago. Chicago. We're not yeah. on the circuit that it, all the big wigs go to, but. We've um, learned a lot just going. Just if anybody in any t- any town anywhere has a metropolitan near them that has one, they can go and connect with. And I tell you another thing that's very interesting is that if you have a small product and a small business, you it's all these craft shows and booths at fairs and anything that isn't necessarily very expensive, it can make it's just exposure. Because once again, you never know who you're going to make. I love it. Exposure, exposure, exposure. We are chatting live with our fabulous guests and mompreneurs, CEOs of Hold Your Haunches, and we're super, super excited that we're chatting with Jenny and Aaron. And um, you can find them and follow them and connect with them, holdyourhaunches.com. And I love their blog. We're going to tweet about that later. Um, When you think about your business and you're really giving some nuggets and information, um, how do you measure success? How do you, as a a a mompreneur, you know, you've been out um, with Hold Your Haunches for a couple of years now, how do you measure success? Joy. 
It's just a joy. I mean, I just think we love what having fun. If you don't love what you do, it's not worth doing. We have fun every day going and doing it. We're still not. I love it. We're not scared. We don't get paychecks. We're still putting everything back into the business. It's five years old. That's normal. Yeah. We have to start paying, but we're not paying ourselves. And don't get discouraged. If you love it, you just love it. And the joy you feel from connecting with your customers and and what they re- how they respond to you and your product and the happiness and the confidence that your product has given them, that's worth it. it's worth it. And showing our it's children that their mamas can go and get up and do something when they that's been an eye opener for them too, and for our girls especially. We both have daughters and. Our daughters, as well as any woman inundated with magazines and celebrities and how fabulous they look and nobody laughs and uh, is willing to joke about their imperfections and we're like, listen, it's okay, laugh about it. Just, we, Everybody's got them. You take the power out of it, then you have the power. Put it out there. Just you say it. You can't be insecure if you're the first one to say it. You know, people ask us all the time, were y'all so scared when you went on Shark Tank? And we say every single time, who was going to say anything more about us than we were going to say about ourselves right there on national television? If you're willing to embarrass yourself more than anybody else can, then the power's gone. You got I love that. Wow, say that again. That is something that moms, you know, applies to business but also personal life. Could you say that again? If you're willing to, you said it just now, and I was like, OMG, that is really great. If you're willing to embarrass yourself more than anybody else can, it takes the power out of the insult and you get the last laugh. If you get to put the truth out there, then no one's there to tell it on you. Wow, wow, this is amazing. This is that like... Girls giving us confidence, it gives our girls confidence. When you get all these nitpicky teenagers that want to harp on you and try and break you down, you rise above it and you say, listen. I know my legs aren't perfect, but I'm sure I'm smart and I'm sure I'm funny. Well, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wow. Yes, I I like it. I like it. True Southern ladies, Erin Beckley and Jenny Grant. (laughs) No, I love it. And I know a mom is listening to this, and business-wise, obviously, too. But I love that. You you can really take the power um, by, you know, just making fun of yourself and being truthful. Yeah, own it. There's no one without flaw. That's just the way it is. We're just jealous we're not Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we really want to do. Just own it. Just own it. Now, what is, speaking of owning, you talked about measuring success and everything, but what is your biggest struggle or what keeps you as business owners? Because you said, you know, you're still putting money in the business, which is normal, you know, and you're still investing in the business. Um, but what is kind of your biggest struggle that as business owners you struggle with? I think our biggest struggle is probably figuring out the balance, to the balance and figuring out also how to let go a little bit. It's your baby. 
And so it's difficult to turn it over. But in order to find a balance, you do have to turn some of it over. And you just have to find other people. You have to outsource to people that you trust to care about it like you do. And that's not easy. Yeah, that's not easy. So somebody, there was a quote, I think, in the Wall Street Journal or someone that said, finding good people is the hardest challenge of any business, whether big corporations, small moment, like finding people that actually want to work for one and want to actually, you know, care about the product or the brand. And it's it's a hard, hard thing to do. Like your well, employees. We found um, – we take our very good friends that we or who work for us because they care. They want it. They to care about care. us. And, they care. and Barbara's main assistant, her best room. That's well, lucky. That that's kind of a benefit of being in a sort of a small town. And there's a whole lot of trial and error in there too. So don't get discouraged. If the people that you find, it's not always going to be a great fit. But to find people that are passionate about your product and your company the way you are is a gift. It just takes time. It takes time, and business takes time. Um, and I think that is, I love the fact that you're, that y'all are so transparent, um, you know, in terms of your business and um, being a mompreneur. Why do you want to win? Hello? Are you there? Well, do your computers if you if she had a technical difficulty. Did she say it on Twitter? She said it on the left one. Or if it cuts off at two. She did. Now that's the interview. She's adorable. Mm-hmm. She's Are you there? Yes, you know what, we just received an email, and I did want to um, say, because this has never happened <laughs> in the history of MGM Radio, uh, so, you know, life rolls on, you go with the punches, but uh, Blog Talk Radio is having some technical difficulties with all their lines and their servers, um, so we just wanted to say that. So, again, thank you all for hanging in there on the phone lines. I see you, and in the chat room, we do appreciate it. But like things in business, things happen, and you just – Pick up your feet and move on. Um, so we're rounding out the interview, and um, I forgot what my last question was that I had um, for y'all. Oh, women in business, moms in business, being successful. Um, do you think that, why do you think there is that, you know, you don't see more moms really crossing over to that million mark, million-dollar mark in business? Well, I don't know that we don't see that as much as, 
maybe they don't get the recognition that they deserve. Well, I think it also depends on we were we we didn't necessarily mean to because we didn't think about it cognitively, but we happened to start it when our kids were middle school. Now they're all. You know, it's hard enough when they when they contend to themselves. It's really hard when you're still really tending to them. Yeah. So yeah. I yeah. think once yeah. the kids are, uh, you know, in school till three every day and can can be a teenager and stay at home if you have to stay late, that makes a, that's a game changer. I think that moms. I think that what we would say to moms is understand if you want to start a business. You can do so much before they get up, while they're napping, and after they go to bed. And that's the power of the technical age. All the reaching out you can do online and research. You don't have to be just in the road all the time or in an office all the time. Or full-fledged. You can even slow down and really launch it when when you're ready to. I love it. That's really true. With all technology, everything, everybody's on a phone or on the laptop. You don't have to travel here and there. Things have just changed so much. Things have really, really changed so much. Wow. We are so, so excited. I mean, time is up, unfortunately, and, you know, the show's recorded, and we love the fact that, you know, our listeners can listen to these nuggets, the ones that didn't get to tune in, and we'll tweet out this show um, wanted to ask you, we do this quick game where we say five things, and you just say the first thing that comes to your mind. There's no right or wrong answer. We just mention five things, and you say the first thing that comes to your mind. So we will start with This sounds like Mom. a dangerous thing. <laughs> <laughs> it can be, but <laughs> no, but no. So we'll start. Okay, Mom. Make, oh, who's the first? Uh, Ma- okay, mom. What'd you say? Uh, Multitasker. Shapewear. Oh, I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Southern Belle. Steel Magnolia. Bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> Bless your heart. <laughs> Shark Tank. Game Changer. Ah, oh, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. And mompreneur. Tired. Tired. <laughs> that was fun. We always hear that, you know, it's, it shows a lot of, like, how people think and everything. That's fine. Before we round up, I did want to, I know our listeners will want to know um, the vision, the vision for your company. Like, where do you see Hold Your Haunches? You know, are there any exciting new things that are coming out um, that we should stay on the lookout for? Yes, we're we're growing, and we want to be a lifestyle brand. We've got, we're continuing to grow colors in our pants, um, and we are slowly but surely adding fashion products to style with the pants so our customers will be able to buy their entire look. And leave their house in confidence. And tell your listeners, if they go to the website, if they do all caps, one word, BFF, as in best friends forever, H-Y-H, 
that will give them 15% off. Anything they oh, want. Oh, wow. Okay, say that again so we can put that on, we can tweet that. Say it again. It's, okay, so it's all caps, BFF, as in Best Friends Forever, H-Y-H, as in Hold Your Haunches. So all caps, BFF, H-Y-H, 15% discount. Okay, hold your haunches. Oh, that's amazing. We'll put that. We'll put that out. B F F H Y H. Awesome, awesome. All cap. Okay, it has to be all caps. Got it. Got it. No. And one word. Yes. Awesome. No, we have really, really um, enjoyed the honesty um, that you two have really provided um, in terms of just starting a business, what to do, lessons learned, um, and just the honesty, really, with it. Um, and we really, really appreciate. Can you tell our listeners how they can, you know, connect with you and your brand and where you're located currently and everything? Well, if you go to our website, holdyourhaunches.com, we have all of our social media links there and our retailers that carry the product where you can go into their stores and please support them and try try the uh, pants and shirts on. They're listed under the retailers tab on the holdyourhaunches.com website. Wait to meet Victoria because Megan knows you're going to dress. Let's come get the conference. Oh, yes. Yes. Say that again. <laughs> I don't know if that's We're looking forward to We are landlord. He's one of our dear friends. He goes home every day at lunch to watch Young and the Restless, so we promise we're going to get a picture with Victoria for his office. Oh, wow. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That will be amazing. Oh, that will be amazing. Yes. <laughs> wow, yes, and we can't wait to see you live at Dare to Aspire Conference, June 12th and 13th at the exquisite, luxurious Georgian Terrace in Atlanta. It's going to be amazing. Yes, yes. Get your tickets now. It's going to sell out. We're looking to get between 100 and 150 women. So come on, come out, meet these two ladies. You know, meet them live um, at the conference. It's going to be lots, lots of fun. Um, You know, meet Erin Bickley and Jenny Gray. Thank you for having us. It was no, so thank fun. you. And you are just a joy. We can't wait to see you in person. Yes, I'm going to. Yes, yes, yes. I can't wait to meet y'all. It's going to be amazing. And thank you for being so humble and, you know, taking time out of your busy schedule to chat about your business with us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. It was fun. We'll talk to you soon. All right. God bless. All right. God Bye. 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 Wasn't that amazing? Please, 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 we're going to tweet out about their special, B-F-F-H-Y-H, all caps, one word. We're going to put it on our social media and our Twitter. Please check them out, holdyourhaunches.com. Again, sorry for our technical difficulties. This has never happened, but, you know, that's just live. So, anyway, thank you so much, and stay tuned for our next show. And remember to really meet us and connect with us at our upcoming 2015 conference, Dare to Aspire. We can't wait.
Register now for the 5th Annual Dare to Aspire Conference for Women and Mom Entrepreneurs. This two-day event is being held in Atlanta, Georgia on Friday, June 12th and Saturday, June 13th. Check out D2Aspire.com. Early registration is on sale now. Limited quantities are available. Register now at D2Aspire.com. 